everybody. Welcome back to A Higher Future. This is UBC Mignetti again from Interview IA. And uh, today I'm, I'm excited to welcome Adrian Taylor to the podcast. He's the Director of Diversity at Premier Health out of uh, Ohio. And I'm excited because, you know, healthcare, because of COVID, right, has, has really had a spotlight turned on to it in, as it relates to diversity and equity and, and underrepresented communities and what kind of access they have to healthcare, but it also is shining a light on, on kind of the quality of care as it relates to the quality of hire, right? Like, do we have people in our hospitals and in the healthcare system who are representing those underrepresented groups? So we're going to get into all of that, but first of all, Adrian, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. It's good to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, let, let's jump in. I mean, so, so first of all, I'd, I'd love uh, your perspective. You, you have a, a really interesting perspective as it relates to, you know, kind of the, this issue of inclusive workplaces, right? And, and why, why are people leaving? Why is there this great resignation? Why, why is it? What, what's the one key area that you all focus on in trying to solve for hiring great people and keeping those people. Yeah, you know, I, I the great resignation has uh, been bombastic, you know, across the globe. It's been devastating. Um, and people are raising up and saying they won't tolerate, you know, whatever it is that they won't tolerate. When it comes to healthcare, though, you know, we get concerned about being able to consistently provide world-class care. Um, and so we have done a, a lot of investigating uh, we have committees dedicated to the cause of recruitment and retention uh, to find out more about what we can do to create a better employee experience, because we know that direct uh, correlation to that is a great patient experience. So great. we're looking at all facets of where we recruit from and what we do once employees arrive in our organization. And we know without a shadow of a doubt, when it comes to the mission of Interview IA, obviously under, underrepresented populations uh, don't have enough equity when it comes to, or equality when it comes to the interview process in and of itself. And so we look at that obviously and, and, and ensure that we are providing our leaders with an education uh, around mitigating and managing biases so that we get the right candidates. Because in order to provide the community with world-class care, our employee base has got to look like the community, right? Mm -hmm. so to do that, we've got to uh, provide fair practices when it comes to hiring. And that means educating our leaders. And it all comes down to the leaders. I mean, you and I have talked about um, if you are showing up to work and you're providing either online, virtually, or in person, uh, a leadership style that reflects a pre-pandemic, pre-George Floyd mentality, your leadership style is behind. It's antiquated. It needs uh, to be refreshed, updated. And in order to do so, you have to really spend time with yourself understand your biases, understand racism, understand the climate of our, of our states, of our United States, of our country, of our, of our organizations, and provide, provide a leadership that reflects your understanding of what's happening in the world today. If not, people will join that great um, resignation and march right out the door. I mean, I really believe, strongly believe that the marketplace distinguishing factor is going to be how we treat people fundamentally. That we yeah. really got to wrap it up and do what's right for our employee base. Well, and I think, and you and I talked about this, but I think the connection 
that a lot of organizations fail to make is from the, from the, the interview process, right, to, to when somebody gets hired and is onboarded. There's a, there's a direct correlation there because more often than not, as a candidate, I'm interviewing with my potential new manager. And to your point, True. that that leadership style, if, it, if that relationship and that trust isn't being built in, in the interview process initially, that's where we start to see people, that turnover rate go up. That's where we start to see people leave, especially people from uh, underrepresented groups, because that that manager, to your point, does they're they're operating on an old system of leadership, and that's right. not going to fly today. Right? We've right. got millennials, we've got Gen Zers, who, you know, you said this earlier before we started recording. I mean, they're 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 savvy. They know what they want, and they know how to call you out on it. Listen, the organizations that put out these uh, magnificent letters after uh, uh, the unfortunate public assassination of George Floyd, these letters were articulate and Obviously, they they hired a firm to write most of them, right? Um, some leaders were bold enough that in the in the spirit of their hearts, in the moment, they put out some fantastic letters that revealed their hearts. Um, and all of these letters, um, they begin to share that they were going to do X, Y, and Z. Now that all of this racism um, has miraculously been revealed to the world, which underrepresented populations knew was there in the first place. So we did see some movement, right? We saw some statues come down. We saw some, some sports teams change their names. We saw some um, household items change names as well. I mean, we saw a lot of things. But what we really want, um, and I'm going to speak for a certain population of African-Americans. I'm not speaking for all, but we'd like to see more opportunities to be hired and promoted and move up in organizations and equitable pay. So what does that look like? That looks like being able to go to that manager that you're talking about, provide them with some training on listen. This is what it looks like. This is how you showed up. Or we're looking at the, the makeup of your staff, of your department. Um, there's some diversity here. It looks like you've got some opportunity. We want to help you arrive at a place where we're, we're more equitable and we have more diversity. Because at the end of the day, diversity is not a feel good. Diversity no, no. is an ROI. It's a return on investment. You don't have diverse people in your organization. Um, we begin to be yes people. We see things alike. Um, we, we can't get past the yes-ism to be innovative and ideate and provide thinking that's going to take our organizations to the next level. That requires, at the very least, diversity at the table. Uh, at the Absolutely. very best, diversity and equity at the table. Then that way, I know that my voice counts and I can provide you with ideation and, and, and thought provocative conversation that's going to give us what we need to be successful in the future. But without that, you're mm -hmm. going to get the same old, same old. It's, it's going to plateau out and it's going to be what it is. Well, yeah. And, and again, I love this perspective, this point of the conversation, because I think what most leadership and upper management don't realize is that they've got a lot of first-time managers. So first-time managing people, which makes them then first-time interviewers. So from our perspective, these, these, this, these leadership, uh, these executives don't realize that their, the growth of their organization is now being put on the shoulders of people who've never interviewed and evaluated candidates for a role before. And that's happening more and more, mainly because a lot of people who were interviewing before have now left, right? So that great resignation. And so now we're relying on all these new younger generations. So they've never had training. 
to do just even interviewing, let alone what you're talking about, which is understanding their own biases and that sort of thing. And so th that's a scary thing. That's a scary prospect to realize that right now that's what's happening. Well, listen, you know, we, we saw it, I think it was last year when Starbucks ran into that episode where they were, they tossed a couple of black guys out who were just yeah. sitting there chilling. I mean, we all saw that. What they did to me was significant in that they, they stopped the presses, shut the doors. Starbucks shut down. Starbucks, say it again out loud. It sounds funny for me to say that because they're always <laughs> yeah. open, right? I'm, I'll probably go there after work. They, they shut down and they did right. diversity training. No understanding that we need to do a better job. So let, let's let's interview that person, that leader. And our organization provides leaders with training when they come in. As a new manager, you you spend some time speaking with me, and we'll, we'll talk about some things, and we'll ultimately get you down a path of how to interview and, and all those great tactics. And it's necessary, and all organizations to do that. Now we need to do it through a lens of racial reckoning, right? Racial disharmony. We need to understand our biases and spend time in that uncomfortable space of understanding that. And we all have bias. And to be frank, yeah. um, that white America has a certain level of privilege. It's not a bad thing. It's just a matter of what you do with that privilege, right? right. You have access and you can live uh, a life that I simply can't live. But if you're going to take that privilege that you have, the lifestyle that you have, and help somebody else up who may not have an opportunity, who needs an ally, it's a beautiful thing. And so yeah. we need to talk yeah. about these things before the interview process takes place. And really deep dive deep into that conversation so that when we show up, we show up the right way. And the candidate that can make a change in our organization doesn't end up walking out the door because Absolutely. they won't succeed, right? It's Absolutely. a big deal. Well, and, and, and specifically in healthcare, you know, kind of going back to this mantra, you know, the quality of care is directly related to quality of hire. And if, you know, so, so how are you all tackling this? this um, kind of this way of making your employees look like the community that's right outside the hospital doors? Hey, great question. I, you know, first and foremost, I'm uh, really proud of our organization, Premier Health here in Dayton, Ohio, um, and our ability to, to pivot now, right now during the pandemic. We've, we've got to look at where we are um, pulling recruits from, and we've been doing a deep dive on that and reaching out to organizations that have more of a diverse makeup. Uh, we've got a couple of HBCUs up the, up the way um, and we're reaching out to those guys and we're reaching out to other colleges in our community to find out more about what we can do to recruit more. But in that conversation, because of our commitment to diversity and inclusion, equity and belonging, we're also having those conversations about what our recruitment levels look like when it comes to underrepresented populations. In fact, we, um, we look at that on a quarterly basis through a scorecard. What is our diverse hiring sure. like? And we have goals associated with that. So that's one thing. I mean, and most organizations are doing some of what we're doing, working and, and reaching out to local organizations that are um, that provide wraparound services and underrepresented mm -hmm. populations. But you and I talked before this podcast about what happens when they get to the organization, though. Yep. Like we'll we'll you know we'll spend all of our money on recruitment and getting the banners and participating in all of the. Um, um, not trade shows, but um, With the job uh, fairs and job fairs virtually yeah. and in, you know in person right. now fluctuating back and forth depending on where we are with the different variants. Um, but ultimately, they've got to land at your organization and feel like they belong, right? I've got to feel like I'm a part of this situation. But if I'm working for a manager who's not in touch with their own biases, 
and the possibility of discrimination and, and words that they use in my presence and bad jokes and all the other things that go along with micro inequities and microaggressions. We've got to touch that or that person that you spent goo gobs of money to bring into your organization will again be a part of that great flight out of your organization and be a part of the great resignation. So we've yeah, really right. got to concentrate efforts on, in my estimation, um, what leaders look like and how they show up when they uh, receive a new minority candidate that like, to your point, you were part of the hiring process, you're the hiring manager, now you have this person, how are you showing up, Yeah, right? Yeah. Do they feel like they belong? Do they feel like they, they're being heard, that they're being considered? Um, so, you know, oftentimes we want somebody to, uh, to fit, but, but I look at it like this, they need to be an ad, you know, not looking for the value fit, I'm looking for the value add. And we're not looking strategically, very deliberately and strategically at, look at your team and say, what am I missing? Um, who won the Super Bowl last year? Uh, UB, who? Um, oh, man. <laughs> um, you're, uh, you're, what was that? I'm, I'm a Lakers fan, so I, I can tell you the Lakers there, yeah. Win, right? But the Milwaukee Bucks won, right? And so yeah. they don't need uh, uh, somebody down low in the post because they got uh, at a Kimpo, right? So they're not right. looking for that person in that role. There's no exactly. need, right? And, and they're not going to hire somebody that vaguely remotely can operate like he does. Instead, they'll probably go get somebody else who maybe can play the wing, right? And same in our organizations. We've got to take a hard look at, we already got somebody who's doing well in a particular role uh, or a couple of different roles. We don't need to bring in somebody that operates, thinks and functions just like that person that's winning. Exactly. Instead, look at the weakness on your team, right? And go out and get that person. Somebody that thinks differently, looks differently, feel bright, feel intuitive, feel tied into what's happening with the organization. Somebody that still understands your particular industry and can add to the team, That's not nice. fit with the team, right? Two entirely right. different concepts. And I'm sure that you guys have had that conversation before you Yeah, I mean, it, it you know, for, for us, it's it, it really comes down to just creating a structure then where that process can take place, right? So it's right. simply that we want to help the hiring teams, first of all, like, okay, what, what do we know? Like, what do we actually need for someone to be successful in this role? What does that candidate have to have? And that right. you can have that, you can define that. Right. What's interesting is most of the time that doesn't involve anything about that person's name, skin color, religion, sexual orientation, right? Like that should, so why does that ever come into the mix in the first place? It shouldn't, but that's where ah, structure helps, right? Because ah. you build that. Yeah, you define it and you define it and you understand it as a team so yeah. that anybody who's now interviewing for that position, they, that we're all working from the same page. But let me tell you, like as a first time interviewer, first of all, who of us ever learned how to interview? Very few. And second of all, as a first time interviewer, I mean, how freaking stressful is that? Like yeah. I got to go out and find my own questions and then I've got to make this huge decision on my own. Like, yeah. no, thanks. I, I don't want any part. Of it. So how do we make the interviewers better? Right. Because at the end of the day, then they are the ones who are representing the brand at the front of the, at the front of this, right. They're brand ambassadors for us. Not, and, but, but more often than not, interviewers come off as gatekeepers and that's why, especially people from underrepresented groups don't feel comfortable because they know right off the bat, they're probably being judged for something that's out of their control and that has nothing to do with the job. 
off the bat, off the rip. It's like, I don't even have a chance here, you know? So exactly. Uh, again, this generation, you called it out. It's the great resignation. They're tired of all of it, all the games, um, you know, and it's not just under underrepresented populations. It's, it's everybody tired yeah. of the games, you know, and, and based on research, um, we're seeing that millennials uh, and now generation Z, you know, they want to be a part of an organization, right? That's talking like you and I are talking, yeah. that's serious about equity, you know, that's serious about community involvement, that's serious about changing uh, the environment. If your organization isn't, so you're not even going to attract the kind of people that you're looking for right. if you're not talking about this stuff. It's, it's a different time. Again, if your leadership style looks like anything remotely close to pre-pandemic uh, norms, your leadership style is behind and there's companies yeah. that's eating your lunch and they're hiring all the great people. So we got to figure it out and fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's the future of work, you know, I, that I see for, for most organizations is exactly what you said. It's, yeah. We, we've got to think post pandemic, post George Floyd, we got to shift that mindset and, and it starts with leadership. I love that. Oh man. I love it, that. We, leaders drive culture, man. Drive that's culture it. all day long. That's it. Well, Adrian, I can't thank you enough, man. It was so great to chat with you. I, I appreciate it. Um, anything you want to leave the audience with? Uh, you, you've been fantastic, man. I mean, it, it's almost like you and I have been talking for months and years now. Yeah, I mean, I this has been, been a great conversation for not just this podcast, but before it. So uh, if you haven't signed in to UB to see what they've got going on, you should definitely check out Interview IA, um, doing some great stuff. And I would share with any leader that's listening, really pay attention to how you show up when it comes to minority talent. How are you managing that talent, right? A lot of times we can, we, we think we have it. We think we got it. We got a pin on it. That this is what's happening with that person. It's not the case. There's a lot happening in our world and it impacts on the job and off the clock uh, way that people respond to different things. Not just the employee, but us as leaders. So let's be fair. Let's listen. Let's not cast judgment. Let's pay attention to how we show up when it comes to the talent that we have on our teams. Perfect way to end. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for continuing to listen. Uh, check out the podcast on our website, www.interviewia.com. And we'll check you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.